0: I want to specially say happy men's day to all our men in the house all over as well. Do you have a man around you? Just look around and give them a smile. That's great. I want you to tell that man, even in the pandemic, you are looking great. I think we have to, we have to give, uh, uh, give room for a Thanksgiving one day. Because when I look all over my life, I have a testimony. Today, exactly in the next sixty days, mark a special journey in my life. Exactly today, in the next 60 days, I have a new journey of life to begin, and I look over my life, and look over all of you, that God has connected to my life, I have reasons to say thank you, Lord. This has been a very great year. Full of testimonies. Full of challenges. But at the same time, full of blessings. Full of God's doings. And you know what? Even though we are in October, December is almost here. God is not done yet. I don't want you to cage yourself. I don't want you to box yourself. God is about to explode through you for the world to see how merciful how gracious how awesome and how powerful it is that is why you are unshakable you are nothing pandemic what is that we are immovable stand still <laughs> because the anchor that holds our life is the alpha is the omega <laughs> that is it the one that holds you is not you Everything you see, I was telling somebody, oh, this thing is so sweet. Oh, we should do it forever. We should continue. I said, no. God will never give you anything that will be permanent here on earth, because then you will say, God, we go. We don't need you to come right now. Then you won't. You will think that thing will take over God's position in your life, but you will enjoy it because when it comes, it's giving you the best. So, men in the house, congratulations. And when we say men, we, it, we, you represent every household in the body of Christ. So in essence, what I'm saying is, all of you, congratulations. Because we have an anchor. And it's reassuring us of whom he is in our life. Situation may come. Challenges will come. Sickness will come. Attack will come. But your God remains on the throne. And those things will never be permanent. They are going. These too shall pass. After all that you have been through, isn't that you? Eh? This is you and your testimony remains the same. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7. Our topic is anchored in Christ. Let your roots grow, not go, grow down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow. With what? There are two things important right there. And we will focus on them very, very briefly because of our time. Number one is let your roots grow down into him. Let your roots Grow down into Him. Number two, let your lives be built on Him. If you want to look at that word, where is Christ? Where is Christ? When your roots grow down and your life is built on, so where is Christ? In the middle, holding you, holding you. What can shake you? What can uproot you? Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then, then your faith will grow strong in the truth which you have been taught, and then you will overflow with thanksgiving. As you all know, plants draw nourishment from the soil, right? Through the roots. That scripture, let your root grow down into him, simply saying that let Christ be the strength of your life. Let him be the strength where you draw strength from. Let him be the one where you receive strength from. If Christ is is. Your anchor, let him alone be the source of your strength. And that is why Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, in New Living Translation says, For I can do everything. Through what? Christ. Who gives me strength? Your root will be deriving nourishment. You will be deriving strength from Christ that is your anchor. If Christ is our strength, we'll be free from human regulations. I'm telling you, brethren, you, nothing, nothing will bind you. You, you. you will have no restriction in anything you want to do. Whether it is medical, when this is what is said, now this is what Christ is saying. And then you'll be able to hold on to what Christ is saying, regardless of what the medical report is saying, and then... One will take over the other. But you have to admit first. You have to recognize first. You have to determine first. You have to accept and confess it. Let me tell you, brethren, faith is our connection to the root. So take note of that. Your faith is what connects you to the root where you derive your strength. So if you don't have faith, you can never receive strength from the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3, a New Living Translation from verses 17 through 19. Then Christ will make his home in your heart. When? When? Watch it. As you trust in him, your roots, here see it again. Your roots will now grow down into God's love and keep you, what? Strong. It takes trust for you To be nourished with the strength of the Lord. That's just it. All you need is what? Trust. Don't check him out. When God speaks, you don't check God out. What knowledge, what wisdom do you have to check God out? To to try to understand what God is saying, whether it's going to be true or not. All you need to do is to run with it. You know, when pe- before people get married, they said, oh, we want to check each other out, we want to go on date, we want to, you know. Let me tell you, there is nothing you are getting from going on date. Because you're taking me out to, to go and eat, of course, I will, I will change my clothes well before you come. If I don't like it, I will change to another one. People when they go on dates, what what I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's good. You want to do what your faith carries, but when God speaks to me, I don't have to check it out. All I do is God, you said it, I believe it. And then we learn as we go. Because when you go out to eat, I will tell you, I I don't eat a lot. I don't I don't like to eat too much. Oh, eat more, eat more. Don't don't worry, don't worry. No, I'm full already. You know, my my parents know me that once I eat a little bit, I'm full. Really? Really? And after marriage, what changed? What happened? What happened now once you get home? I thought you just ate not too long ago. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry again. That's why. When they're drinking, they'll put the cup right here. <laughs> and just, that's not how you drink. Why don't you be yourself? You drink. He mm. will still marry you. If he will marry you. Date. Except that Lord reveals, you cannot discover. I'm telling you the honest truth. No matter how Jim Jim you think you are, that once you see somebody, you know who they are. not lie, except the Lord reveals, because the heart of man is woo and know it. That woo includes you and I. <laughs> that woo includes what you and I. So it's very, very important that we trust. The way to really let our roots grow down into Him is by trusting His Word. Because when you trust in his word, in what it says, in what you heard, in what you read, and you just believe it without taking like, God, I'm not trying to figure you out, but I just don't know how you think this will work. Do you think you will speak to Pastor Victor for me? Or oh, oh, how is it? You don't plan for God. When he says it, you just have to take him by his word. That is trust in the Lord. Then your faith. Your faith will connect you to the source of eternal strength that you need to be able to stand still, to be able to stand still even in the face of adversity. You can't just do it except just with the mouth. But for you to to really mean it, it has to be inspired by the spirit of God. That's why a lot of I declare and decree is not happening. Because they only declare and decree. They don't even know the meaning of some of the things they are declaring. And it's not happening. They, they, they declare and decree. Every Sunday, every day, every I declare and decree. In Jesus' name, send it to yourself. You too will declare and decree and all that. And if you don't have true meaning, true understanding with revelation of the Holy Spirit, you are not tapping into the strength of that word. It is not the word that we declare that makes it happen. It is the strength in that word that is connected through your faith. Your faith is the connection that you have to the root to give you strength. Are you with me? So trust is very, very important in the word. So stop focusing on your past. It does not matter. It does not matter if you do not have good beginning. Trust what he's saying right now. He said, I am doing a new thing. Why do you keep letting your past affect you? He has the past, the present, and the future in his hands. And he's telling you, I will do a new thing. Can't you begin to see it? You should see what God is doing. So very quickly, we move to the second one. So let your roots grow down into him. And number two, let your faith and let your lives be built on him. So the first part is really basically talking about grow your faith in him. okay? And the second part is saying develop your faith on him. Please go back to that Colossians so that we all see it. Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. Let your root grow down into him. That is, grow your faith into him. And number two, let your lives be built on him. It, it's saying, now develop your faith on him. When you grow it in him and you build your life on him, oh man, you are more than conqueror. So let your life be built on him. I, I, I will share a few things. How can we really develop our faith? This, when we're saying that develop your faith on him, after growing your faith into him, now you need to develop it, okay? There are two different things. But let me share briefly a few, few ways that I look into as how you can really, really develop your faith. Number one. John chapter 14, verse 22, 26, I'm sorry, in ESV version. John chapter 14, verse 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Ladies and brethren, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The helper, he will teach you all things. Sometimes I was lecturing in Bible college. I always tell students and pastors, I said, listen, if you don't study, there is nothing the Holy Spirit can remind you of. There is no shortcut. There is no shortcut. If you don't study, you are blank. Don't expect the Holy Spirit to come and do the magic. But when you study, He will teach you what you have read. Okay, And it will remind you all that you have heard. So it means when you study, you have done your part, now Holy Spirit will now come and begin to bring bring out everything that you have studied, that you have heard, that you have listened to. You know, Holy Spirit is not there to help lazy people. So we cannot take that shortcut and say, well, Holy Spirit, I depend on you. You are my teacher. You, the Bible says, the Bible says, I declare and decree. My friend, you need to study first. So, what am I saying here? One of the first way things we can do to develop our faith is to feed your faith. Everybody say it, feed your faith. You need to feed your faith. How do you feed your faith? Through the word. That is fellowship with that Holy Spirit who has been sent to remind you and to teach you. So if you don't create time to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, there is nothing Holy Spirit can really do about it. We need to feed your faith. If you're praying for your child, you must grow. In Jesus' name, you must grow. You must grow. Pastor say we should lay hands. And you lay hands. My friend, what you need to give that child after your prayer is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Make sure you give them food. Only prayer will not make your child to grow. Are you with me? Do you agree? Are we on the same page? Food is essential. Spiritually and physically, when we're talking of growth. Without food... You cannot grow. So feeding your faith is by studying, spending time, spending time on the word of God, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. You will now see what that scripture is saying, that it will teach you all things. My friend, I'm telling you, I know you the experienced it. Holy Spirit will just come, even when you are not praying. <laughs> Have you seen that? When you are not even praying, we just begin to now, one scripture you read before, it will now begin to give you revelation about it. You will now see it beyond just reading. It will now begin to take you on a journey. Holy Spirit can take you on on a week's journey for just a verse. Of the Scripture, you will now see how—I mean—the efficacy of the Word of God. How powerful the Word of God is! You will now know that it takes revelation to understand the Word of God, because that is God Himself. Feed your faith. Will you remember that when we're talking of Him as our anchor? Do you know that why we need to be careful? and hold fast onto our anchor is because the devil himself is jealous and is going everywhere. He wants to make sure because he knows what you will get if you hold firm onto him, if you let your root grow down and your life is built on him, the devil knows know that he can never move near you. But then he will want to do everything to distract you, to make your faith weak so that your faith will not be able to sustain the next journey. He's targeting the next journey. He always go ahead. When you come out of this, he's not done. He's going to go to a corner and do his face like a child that you beat and he's upset. And, you know, and do like this. You know, when, when he sees that you relax, then he comes back in a subtool way. But let your roots grow down and your life be built on him. Then, that is when Thanksgiving comes. That is when Thanksgiving comes. Praise the Lord. So, number one is what? Feed your faith. Feed your faith. Number two, exercise your faith. Exercise. See, after you eat, you go to the gym. You work things out, right? And you will see the importance of the food you eat. So, it's not just about feeding your faith. It also has to do with exercising your faith. How do you exercise your faith? By your actions. By your actions. You exercise your faith by your action. Under this number two, I'm going to talk about four things very, very. I don't want you to be confused. I want you to, uh, to be with me. Number one, how to build your faith is feed your faith. Number two, how to develop your faith is exercise your faith and you exercise your faith by your action okay so under that no exercise your faith I want to take you on a side trip very very quickly when you are exercising your faith you must understand four things what you do is a reflection of what you have learned when you are in the gym and you are working out Trust me, you have seen that movement. You have heard that movement. You have read that movement from somewhere. You had received some kind of information. Of course, it's possible that you just develop some movement, but just be careful. As you develop your own movements, when you are exercising, because you don't want to cause a chaos, you have to make sure you do things right. So, But I'm talking of exercising your faith. As you are exercising your faith, remember that what you do It's a reflection of what you have learned. John chapter 8, verse 38, in amplified version of the Bible, I tell the things which I have seen and learned at my father's side, and your action, your action also reflects what you have heard and learned from your father. Did you get that? I tell the things. So when you are demonstrating your Act your faith, right? It has to be what you have learned. (laughs) From where? Your father. It's simple. Demonstrating your faith is actually basically saying that do what you have heard or learned from your father. If your father says that this is a crying matter, but I want you to laugh. I want you to sing. Naturally, to a natural man, this is a crying matter. This situation, ah, you have to... You have to get an handkerchief. It's time to weep. But your father is saying that, no, this is a situation of praise. Now, to demonstrate your faith right there is to do what? Begin to do what you've heard, what you've learned from your father, my father's side. And your action also reflect what you have heard and learned from your father. It's very, very important that our action... Reflect what he says. What we have learned from him. Number two. Our action must reflect his instruction. As you are exercising your faith. Don't exercise. Don't display something contrary to the instruction that he had given you. Otherwise you are not exercising your faith. When the Israelite got to the Red Sea. What was the instruction God gave Moses? To move forward. And when he did. See what happened. So our action, the action of our faith must be a demonstration or a reflection of its instruction. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119 verse 5. Oh, that my actions will what? Consistently reflect your decrees. That my action will consistently reflect. Check out your action You say, Lord, I believe you, I believe you, I believe you. Check out your action. Is your action reflecting what it says? Is your action reflecting what it says? That is very important. Number three, your faith must be an action faith. Your faith must be an action faith. James chapter 2, verse 17, in Amplified Version, so also faith, if it does not have works, that is deeds and actions of obedience to back it up. Did you see that? By itself, it is what it is. What? Destitute of power, inoperative, dead. So after you say, I believe, I believe, God, I thank you. Glory, awesome. There is no one like you. I've never seen God like you. Hey, come on, join me, sing Hallelujah. Now it's time for you to act. Based on that's your fate. If you fail to act your faith out. It is a dead faith. You cannot experience the next move of the power of God. You stop it right there. What will activate that move right there is your action. Your action is important when you have faith. The reason why some of the things that we believe God has done in the spiritual, why they are not yet in physical is because God is waiting for you to move. God is waiting for you to move. He's not going to come and say, my friend, my son, uh, what are you doing? I said, move. No. He told Moses, go, stop calling me. This is not prayer time. This is action time. It is time for everything. You must understand when to pray and you must understand when to move. Because when you pray, God is already at work. When you now move, you see the manifestation. That's just it. Praise the Lord. James chapter 2 verse 22. You see, his faith and his actions work together. His action made his faith complete. Faith, action, together is equal to supernatural move of God. It's not complete until the two comes together. Then you will see the unusual that can only be done by God. Let me move quickly from there and go to number three. Number one is what? Feed your faith. Number two? Exercise your faith. Number three, speak out your faith. It looks simple but powerful. Speak out your faith to make it grow. You can be in your car and speak it. You can be in your kitchen and speak it. You are in the living room and speak it. You are working, speak it. Let the devil be tired of hearing it. I say you, devil, it's me and you. This is what God has done. This is what God is saying. You are saying this, God is saying this. I'm saying what God be saying it non-stop, Non stop. And it will be coming and say, Are you sure what you are talking about? People will be laughing at you. Can you just keep quiet? No, I am not keeping quiet. I must speak my faith. Don't say I believe in my heart. Speak it out. He wants you to to stay there, I believe in my heart. Do you know that some people just take things like once it doesn't work out, you know what they say? I think that is how God wants it. Eh, That is spiritual 419 ways of saying things. Eh, That is how God. It's because you did not act. (laughs) That's it. You lost it because you failed to act. Maybe someone's life will now encourage you later. You will still get it, but you must have gone for that. Ah, you must speak your faith. Is there something right there as you are sitting down that you believe that God has done? I want you to speak it out as you are sitting down right there. Say it now. it is so. Amen. Speak your faith out. You see somebody eating, now they go to the gym after exercising. Ah, I'm not losing weight. Eh? I'm still the same. Eh? And then you, you will always remain the same. But when you begin to speak, what you are targeting, what you are aiming at, (laughs) it's very, very important. It, what you focus at, becomes real to you. The Bible says, "Call those things that were not as if they were." The devil wants us to speak what we see, but faith speaks what God says, which you may not see immediately. But through consistency and persistently, until you speak it out without wavering, you, you may not see it happening. So, number three is what? Speak your faith. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. In easy-to-read version of the Bible. Second Corinthians. The scripture says, I believe. In fact, I want us to read it together. I want us to read it. Can you see it? Okay. Now, let's go. The scripture says, I believe, so I spoke. Our faith is like that too. We believe and so we speak. So what's wrong with that? Nothing. And the devil question you that, what are you saying? He didn't say it yet. No, I'm saying it already because my God says it. <laughs> I believe, so I spoke. Then our faith is like that too. We believe and so we speak. Romans chapter 4. Verse 17. The scripture says, I have made you a father of many nations. This is true before God, the one Abraham believed, the God who gives life to the dead and speaks of things that don't yet exist, as if what? They are real. That is God. Whose report would you believe? That is God. He said things that don't yet exist, <laughs> as if, and who can question him? Alpha and Omega. The one that has the final say. And when he says, speak what I'm saying, don't go by what the. No, I don't care what everybody is saying. God is saying this, then I'm saying this. There is a man in the scripture that I want us to focus at. And we may end up there and we'll continue another time. Genesis chapter 22. And I want us to really take time and read it. It's a very interesting story. We all know it. Sometimes later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Pick your son. Don't forget that story, how that son came alive. You remember. Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> you will say this God is funny. <laughs> funny God. After waiting all those years, I promise you, promise you and abraham hold, held on to the promises of god it came true when he was like this and the wife is like this that's when they had isaac and now god now say that <laughs> god take your son your only son yes isaac whom you loved so much when I say God is funny, you think he, I, I'm, I'm joking? See how God, all those things God put there. Your only son. Yes. He put yes. I mean, yes, Isaac. Now he went further. Womb, you love so much. If God comes to you now about something you love so much and it's your only, <laughs> ah, when God speaks, he already made provision. I'm telling you when he speaks you don't need to provide for him he just wants you to move he just wants you to believe he just wants you to act then you will see his action your only son whom you love so much do what go to the land of moriah go and sacrifice him as what some people will say god devil i rebuke you devil in the name of jesus you are a liar you are a liar. This will not stand. Devil, fire. Holy oh, ghost fire on you. <laughs> this is God. But he wants to display his power, which you haven't seen yet. There is something God wants to do when he gives you an instruction that looks so abnormal to human knowledge. He wants to make a noise. He wants to display his power. He wants to show to the world that I am the Alpha and the Omega. I have everything right here in my hands. Take him and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will show you. He didn't even show him yet. He said, but just go. Because God knows that maybe Abraham, if he tells Abraham all the details, he will say, Sarah, there is something I want to tell you. And you know how it will be. A mother, a mother, woman, praise the Lord. (laughs) A mother, after waiting that, and one husband now came and said, God said, (laughs) that God must speak to you and I. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'm not giving you instruction, detail yet. Go, when you go, I will tell you. Yes, I will show you. Verse three, the next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took the two of his servant with him, along with his son Isaac. No, Sarah. Only God knows what he told Sarah. I don't know. But they left. (laughs) Took the servant with him. Then he chopped the wood for a fire. For what? What offering? That God said. You see, He watches our heart. He sees your heart. If you don't truly believe and you just sing it, he knows. Then the next step is not happening yet. That is why your faith needs to be really strong. You need to grow it so that what you say is what is in your heart. Then they chopped the wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out the place God had told him about. Next, on the third day of their journey. What a journey. To go and make Isaac sacrifice. They're still going. Now on the third day, that must be a very real journey that God is sending. Go so far away from where Sarah will not hear the cry. No, go far away. Man, we just sang it. Who is wonderful? It's Jesus. It's really wonderful. I'm telling you, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey. Abraham told the servant. He put the servant there. You guys are done with your job. It's me and my son now. The boy and I will travel a little further. See, you will see that Abraham had proposed in his heart to do exactly what God told him to do. Faith in action. He knows that the servant, if they followed him, they will say, oh God, are you drunk? What are you doing? you want to kill your son. you only. So he told them, you guys stay here, the boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there. And then we will see that. We will come back. (laughs) Speak your faith. We will come back. Even though he proposed in his heart to do according to the instruction, Abraham knew in God whom he believed that God cannot give me this and take this. But even if he do so, he knows what he is doing. I will obey him. We come right back. Verse 6. Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them walked on together. Isaac turned. <laughs> the boy turned to Daddy. Do you know that kind of a look on a father? The boy looked at the father. Yes, my son. Abraham replied, Have the fire. We have the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? What a situation. Don't you know how you are when your child is sick? Parents, don't you know how you feel when your child is not feeling well? You cannot sleep. You cannot eat. I've never seen a parent that they, their child is sick and they are there snoring. He will keep watching, keep massaging. Keep taking care. Keep praying and believing God. The boy was asking the father, I see everything. Where is the offering, daddy? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Did you see that? God will. I haven't seen it. He didn't tell him you are. He didn't say, Isaac, you are the offering. Sorry. <laughs> but he said, God Will provide. Right there, I want you to ask God right now to do something for you. Just bow down your head. Right there. Something you haven't seen, but you believe the instruction he has given you. Abraham said, God will provide. Amen. God will provide. God is able to do just what he says. He will do. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, for He won't give up on you. He's able. God will provide a sheep. For the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered, and they both work on together. Verse 9, when they arrive at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied the son, the only son that he loved so much. He tied the son based on the instruction of his alpha and his omega. God, I believe your word. You told me to do what I am doing. I don't understand, but I am going according to your word. I know you will provide. God will provide. That's what he told the son. Now the son became the offering. He tied the son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Stay with me. And Abraham picked up the knife. (laughs) To kill his son as a sacrifice? Why? Because God instructed him. At that moment, immediately God see Abraham, you pass. You want everyone to shout and rejoice and celebrate that you pass your test of faith, by putting your faith in action, now you are qualified for the move of the power of God in a unique way that no one has ever seen before. That moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way for now. I know that you truly feel. God, you have not withhold him from me, even your son, your only son. Yes, then Abraham looked up and saw a ram. God will provide. What did you see? What did he say before? God will provide. And what did he see now? God, Abraham saw a ram caught by its horn in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. The next verse, Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide for you. He will provide for you. He will provide for you. He did it for Abraham. He will do it for you. Matter of fact, right now is doing it. Right now he's doing it. Stand up on your feet and receive your blessings. Receive your blessings. If Abraham can declare it, if Abraham can say it, and God opened his eyes and he saw it, even in the physical, in the physical to this day, people still use that name as pro as prover on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. Yes. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and I've not withheld your son, your holy son. See God say, see what God is saying right here, brethren. I want to provoke you. I want you to really see God in action. I swear by my own name. Hey. This is God speaking. I swear by my own name, I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond your number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the sand shore. Your descendants will conquer the city of their enemy. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All, listen to this, all because you have obeyed me. Stretch forth your hands. Receive your blessings. Receive your blessings. God said, I swear by my name. Wow. Your action, faith, will cause God to rise on his throne. God of heaven and earth. I want you to just pray and receive the grace of obedience. That is where to start. The grace to obey. Even when you do not understand. The grace to obey. Even when you are confused. The grace to obey. Even when you have no one around you to interpret what is going on for you. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible. Only believe, only believe, only believe, all things possible only believe sing it again only believe only believe all things are possible yes only believe only believe only believe, only believe. All is possible, my brethren. Only believe. Begin to talk to him, begin to talk to him. He did it for Abraham. Hallelujah.